Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, and I'm an oculoplastic surgeon with a special interest in facial aesthetics and also the founder of MZ Skin. And this is the Guinea Pig Podcast. Why are we called the guinea pig? Because that's what I am. I'm writer and journalist Fiona Golfar, and I'm here ready and willing to try out just about any treatment and treatment going. We are the breath that you take before trying anything out there. So, if you're looking for an honest, no-holds-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery, then come join us from the clinic every Thursday on the Guinea Pig Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Guinea Pig, and this is the final episode of this season, which is extraordinary, as I feel that most of the season has happened from a spare bedroom in Cornwall. <laughs> How about you, Mariam? I can't believe a year has gone by. I mean, hi everybody. Welcome to our last episode, just for a little break, summer break. I feel so much has happened, but so much has stayed the same. So, you know, a year ago, we were just starting out and I feel we've done so many different fabulous treatments and looked into so many options. And it's true, the last 10 weeks we've been in isolation, but um, I'm excited about what we're going to do next year and also just to review what we've done this year and what we've liked what we haven't liked and where what we might do next season I do think it's a really good time to kind of look back a little bit maybe pick out some highlights for you and for me and you know because not everything is the great I am and I think sometimes you know when you're doing a treatment and you're trying something for the first time definitely for me it's I'm so excited about the possibilities of it that I believe in it 100% and then I don't really see any great difference because I, I want to believe that everything's the holy grail so there are so many things we've tried should we start with our Clarica Thanes we went to Mark Whiteley. Mark Whiteley is like a sort of rock star in the Clarica Spain world the back of my legs look fine I've got a little bump left where I think there was a sort of like a build up. I've been back to him twice. The, the possibility is there's kind of like a blockage in the vein and there's a build up and he goes and he kind of releases fluid from the vein. And a few months after I'd have them done, I felt this sort of lump in the back of my leg. It was quite tender. So it's definitely if you are going to have your, your veins done, there are all sorts of things that, that can happen, even with the kind of greatest 
of surgeons that you think, Mariam? Of course. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things I think that's important to learn from anything, whether you're guinea pigging it or having it done. You know, people always want the best and they they have their expectations are always even when you tell somebody this is the risk, they almost don't feel that that's ever going to happen to them. It's going to all be perfect. I feel that expectation is what needs to be managed because you should always think it's never going to be perfect, but if you, would you be happy if it was like 70 to 90% or 95 or maybe even 98% depending on what you're doing? I always feel I'm the 2%. Like I, that's me. That bump on my leg, that's what I get. You know, that bump on your leg, you, you don't have those patterns anymore. And it's also how you look at it. You have to be able to say, oh my God, this is true. I have that bump on my leg. It really bothers me, but I don't have all those other things. Yeah, I would definitely recommend the Whiteley Clinic. I mean, I think they're great. And what's so good is that, you know, as many times as I get the little bump, I go in, he releases the fluid. I've accepted that, you know, stuff happens. And as you say, it's so much better than having snakes on a train snakes on a leg as I call them. So I can now walk down to the beach in Cornwall without my husband behind me going, what is that on the back of your leg? Which is how things were. See, I just realized it's your family that's the problem. It's I not you. I mean, daughter telling you your neck, your husband with the, your, the legs. I mean, like, come on. This morning, I made that huge mistake of saying, I think I've put on weight. Oh, no. That woman doesn't say, do you think I put on weight? And he goes, walk a bit ahead of me. And then he said the fateful words, yeah, a bit on the hips. He said the words hips. And I've been eating, you know, raw broccoli stems ever since. And I've realized that in lockdown, I'm, I'm the fittest I've ever been. But oh, my God. Pasta twiglets. Should we have some fish and chips? I'm hungry because I work out and then I go for a walk and I go swimming here in the freezing cold sea but it's incredible and um and then i come back and i inhale whatever i can find you know what's interesting that would work that you might find interesting i mean the aura ring is something for sleep but for calories consumed and what you're doing in terms of walking all of your activities you can i mean it's not very sexy but you can um, attach this wrap that goes basically beneath your bra line and it's connected to an app on your phone and it tracks much more accurately your heart rate um, what level of fitness you're doing how many calories you've burned because it's coordinated to your height your weight so I've been using it actually for my workout sessions to make sure because my my trainer keeps telling me that I, I um, am not working out hard enough because I'm not sweating enough and that I need to get my heart rate higher and it's very interesting I tried it on the Peloton that I just got like a couple of days ago and boy, does my heart race on that Peloton. But like, uh, it, it's, it, it is, it would be interesting to see how much you're burning and, you know, because what happens I think sometimes is that we think we're like, you know, exercising so much. And then actually it's like the equivalent of having two apples, like in terms of calories burned. So, yeah. which I picked up, which is not very exciting at all. So you can't actually have, you know, that all those chips because you just, you know, walked for an hour because you only burnt 250 calories on that walk. But those French fries are way more than that. Well, down here, we don't, I don't have a Peloton, but we have what we call the, the cardio hills from hell. But I also want to say for anybody who's at home who is like me, I have degenerative uh, degenerative discs in my lower back. And the reason I started kind of actually really doing exercise as much as I do this time in my life 
is to try and strengthen my core so that it supports my back. But because I do so many walks now, I'm walking a lot and the impact on my back is quite intense compared to say cycling or something. So I was given by my, my best friend, a pair of sandals for my birthday that look like Birkenstocks and they're called Ophos, O-O-F-O-S. Anybody out there who has any kind of back situation, they're like, these are the most comfortable, supportive shoes. They're sort of like a fit flop, but they're a slide and they are incredible. You know, for me, the real problem for back is kind of impact as I step down, going downhill is really tricky because that's, that's and, and here in Cornwall, getting down to a beach in the south of Cornwall, you have to really go down very, very sheer paths and it would kill my back. Not the coming up and the cardio, but the but the impact on my back. So these shoes, just if anybody has a any kind of bad back, Ophos, I've never heard of them before. I quite like them because I like those kind of industrial Birkenstock type shoes. And they're really, really brilliant. Anyway, so I digress a bit from things that we've tried this season. But of all the things that I've kind of come across, the Ufos shoes have been a real lifesaver for me in captivity. On that note, when I went to Lancerhof back in February, I had insoles made for my shoes. And I have always had lower back pain. And I don't know if it's from quarantine or if it's the fact that I have these now in a bunch of my different shoes but I no longer have my sciatica at all, like zero. And I wonder if that's actually from the support that I have from my feet. And I think that is actually really important. But my husband made so much fun of me. My kids made fun of me because I was like changing insoles of my shoes. I, I bought four. I wish I bought 10. Like I literally wish I had them in every shoe in my house, but which is not 10 actually. But but I, I would be fine with, you know, a few more. But it was it's, it's really been amazing because when you have that lower back pain, it's really uncomfortable and it makes you not want to do anything at all. But you've been exercising tons with your core. So I feel like you definitely have improved on that side. And I think maybe one of the reasons I look bigger is because I've been exercising so much. I think that's true always. Whenever I stop exercising, like in the summer when I have a different exercise routine because I can't go to a gym or like, you know, I don't have the same training schedule, I I always weigh less. It's true. Yeah. I'm sure we were doing something the other day. I've been exercising with, with my husband again, something I never, ever thought I'd, I'd see myself do. And, um, I was doing something called a sumo squat. So I'm squatting with my weights, lifting my right foot up and then my left foot up with my knees bent. And he became hysterical. And he said, you cannot do that in front of me. <laughs> so mad. Anyway. That's my world. I'm really excited about the, you know, nano fat and the stem cells that are coming from fat that we harvested. Um, just actually before COVID, we were about to go in and have them reintroduce like a, a version of the PRP type of thing that I'm very excited about. And I'm, I look forward to bringing that back up in the fall. I love all those things about nutrition and body posture because I have such, I, you know, it all comes back to yourself in, in a way. So I have terrible posture and I'm, I do all this exercise mainly to try and correct or try to lessen the bad things that I do during the day and going to Lancerhof and having my gait 
analyzed, having my posture analyzed, even just having these things like my insoles, such a small thing in, in the scheme of what I've ever done in my life as a, as a tweakment, if you can call it that. But I, I feel like that not having had any pain at all, like not even like a twinge is something that is worth every penny of those expensive insoles. And just the fact that I, I had somebody tell me, this is why you're having this problem too, is, is the way that you stand on your feet and the way that you're walking. It's just interesting to know that there are things that we don't know about ourselves that is to get that expertise. So Maybe I would say get a foot person on next season. That would be very interesting. I think I, I, so many things stem from your feet and you don't even know it. Yeah. You know what else it helps with crazy enough? I always have manicure and pedicures. It's like the one thing that I'm obsessed with. I always like to have nice nails and I always, always have very dry feet, no matter how much lotion, no matter what prescription things I put on, no matter how much lactic acid, I mean, like no matter what I put on my feet. Um, after a few days, I always have dry skin. Since I've had my insoles, again, it comes back to my insoles. And I don't know if this is all psychosomatic or not, but I swear since I've had my insoles, I think the areas where I was getting the dryness were in areas that I was inappropriately stepping or putting my weight on. And now that I don't have that, I don't have any dry feet at all, like zero, which is really crazy. And I haven't changed anything. I, I don't even have a pair of new trainers that I could say like, oh, it's my new trainers. No, it's it's actually the only thing that's changed are my insoles. Did I tell you about my skull foot machine that I found in Boots? It's called a Skull Velvet Smooth Pedielectric Foot File Hard Skin Remover. It's my all-time favorite toy. I don't think I've tried the electronic one. I did find one. I see I'm a sucker for Instagram. I saw it um, advertised on my Instagram. It was like a little, it looked like an apple, but it had that pumice on it and it's electric and it, I ne- it never worked. I was so sad. I never even bothered to send it back, but I was very disappointed. This one is amazing. And it's not so intense that it's going to hurt your foot in any way, which some things I think are very strong and people don't necessarily know how to work them. But this is just so pleasurable. And I spend ages doing it. And then, and my cat is obsessed by the machine, keeps trying to swipe it. But it's incredibly satisfying all along the sides of the feet, the back of the feet. I find that hard skin comes back very quickly. I use it just after I've come out of the bath when my skin's quite soft. It's really, really effective. Funny enough, Mariam, a lot of the um, gadgets, and I tried a lot of gadgets because, as you know, I was writing a piece about them for the Times, and a lot of the kind of fancier gadgets, I didn't revisit that much after kind of test driving them, but the things like that, that kind of just kind of, you know, push a button, it's just so pleasurable. I've really stuck with that one. That's so gratifying. As a surgeon, I would take a scalpel and get rid of that dry skin. Yeah, well, there we are. It's exactly that. What was your favorite tweakment that you did? Or what was your favorite? And then what was the one that you were like a bit disappointed in? Or that you, and then the third was, what do you like that you thought worked well, but not long enough and you would want to do again? Okay, so I really loved our teeth whitening episode. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I loved Taz. I thought she was great. I got the mold made. I was whitening my teeth. I lost the mold. I I need to go back and get another mold. I know that's typical me. I really think that the kind of teeth whitening has become something that is so simply done nowadays. And there's no reason not to have nice, clean looking, not stained teeth. Teeth whitening. And also like she taught us so much. Don't you think, Marianne? 
about the lemon juice and when to clean your teeth and just really kind of basic stuff that I felt I could hang on to that. that but we despite learned. that, I'm having my lemon. I'm instead of having See? a hot water, I already did have this morning, but I did drink it in one. I didn't sip it throughout the day, like she said. But I am having a, an iced lemonade, basically, no sugar, just sque- freshly squeezed lemon and water and ice. And anyway, I don't think anybody can be expected to stick to any of these things, particularly. So we did an episode on threading. And I think that threading was something that was quite interesting. Would I do it again? I don't know. But I've got a kind of a fashion friend who was the person who wanted to know so much about threading at the time. And she came back to me the other day with this very excited because she said that she was all wrong, that threading's not the thing at all at the moment. And it's all about the ponytail lift. Dr. Cow, is it? Dr. Kayo. So actually she was saying the whole look that all the fashion girls have got, and I'm not going to mention their names because they could all come and sue me, but the kind of cat eyes that the fashion girls and certain actresses are getting are thanks to this Dr. Kayo. What do you think about that, Mariam? So I follow him too, because I do have a lot of patients who have gone to see him in the past. And um, he has trademarked what's called the ponytail lift, which is from what I can gather, he, he kind of terms that for many different things. But from what I gather, it's like an endoscopic brow lift laterally, like so above your brow to pull your lateral brow or the part of the brow that's closest to your hairline up and outwards. And then he also does... Um, a form of a facelift to create a more upward lift of the lateral canthus, which is the which is the outermost part of the eye. He has trademarked and coined that. It's super popular. If you go on his Instagram page, there are a lot of people who have a similar sort of look. I, I mean, maybe we we talk to him in the fall, but he actually, funny enough, he's termed something. Not him, but I've heard it many times before. We call it a threadache instead, like instead of a headache because he too recently had put a lot of things on his uh, social media where uh, a lot of people have had these threads badly placed in the brows and the face, requiring them to come out, having puckering, having major complications. I've taken out quite a few threads myself in the past. Uh, I don't routinely see it, but I probably see one every like month, which is, I I mean, it's not a lot to remove, but uh, given that I don't really do them, it is quite a lot. So he calls them thread aches because, and I agree with this, they don't really last for very long. And there are people who get like really bad complications. Like he has some crazy ones, like puckering in the brow and like people using a thread lift to basically make like a straight line going upwards like Spock, except with the part that comes down. I mean, like just terrible sorts of complications that can happen. Did you see a big difference from your brow ones? I mean, I always feel you always have a good eyebrow, but you also wear your glasses all the time. So it's quite difficult to to appreciate that. But do you feel it in the sense, because sometimes when you do a little bit of a brow lift, you get a little bit of that extra skin on the upper eyelid that droops, that becomes a little bit better. So I, I wonder, if, I mean, I would say you're looking at me. We can see each other on the screen here. So the, the face that I <laughs> face that I can see reflected back at you. It's quite interesting because I was going to get on to um, Mm -hmm. microblading, which is also something I had, which is pretty well nearly completely faded. And I think I didn't research the microblading enough. So I wasn't completely happy with 
with the way mine looked when they were done. Do I notice a difference from the threading? Yes, I would say a little bit, which is good, which is probably all it should be. I would say that it's quite a freshening look. I've never had a very lined forehead. In fact, I've barely got any lines. I've got the weirdestly unlined. And I know people go, yes, because you've done a lot. But I've just, I think skin either is or isn't quite lined and, and mine's not very lined. So I don't notice that my eyes look any more open. Having said that, I haven't tinted my eyelashes or my brows. And so it's all m- much more kind of invisible, if you like, the eye area for me at the moment. Um, and I do wear glasses. But yes, I would say it freshened up a little bit. And if I was going to have one, oh, I don't know, like invasive surgery procedure, if you could offer me a desert island invasive surgery, I know it's the first thing I would probably ask for that little bit. That's your specialist area, isn't it? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm, I'm clutching, listeners, I'm clutching the little pocket of fat just below my um, eyebrow. It's not bad. It's not terrible. And actually, I don't even know if it needs doing. I've gone very close and Mariam can give me an online consultation. That's actually what KO does is that more a little bit on the lateral brow to lift upwards. I mean, like I have to say, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, there are some people I guess it looks better on than others, but um, I generally think that eyebrows should really sit on that superior orbital rim. So on that bony margin that you have on your upper eyelid, like where your forehead comes down. Mm -hmm. And if you go too high, I just, I mean, I'm doing it on myself. You can't see, but um, it's just like not a look that I think is attractive (laughs) for me or for most people. But it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because what the, the things that I like to do on the guinea pig and, and generally in my life is the idea of refreshing what I already have. And what we're talking about here is like reshaping. And I think that's a very fundamental difference. Do you get asked to do that a lot to like literally I do. reshape? I have a lot of. Yeah, I have a lot of people who ask me for cat eyes. I have a lot of people who ask me for these sorts of the cat eyes and this brow going upwards. Now, the problem is, is in my opinion, um, with some of these things, is it is slightly trendy and it's very specific to certain areas of the world. So maybe like, you know, Californians like that look a little bit more. There are certain maybe populations that like it more. I think it looks a little bit unnatural for myself. Like I wouldn't want, I wouldn't do that on myself, but everybody has a different aesthetic. What I would say is that eyebrows are very trendy uh, based on your era. And, you know, and if you, 
surgically make your eyebrows go a different way than they might have normally, you, you can't undo that. Like you can't, you know, have your eyebrows grow out and, and reshape them. You can't, you know, like you're kind of stuck with a look like that. Um, and I, I, that's what, where I, I get a little worried mm-hmm. with that. Of course, there's some people who need it. There's a lot of people who have like very heavy hooded lateral brows and that's like a really great option to, to lift them up slightly. And I like the ones that are not so exaggerated. I also have to say that I personally think that things that look in photographs better, sometimes look better in photographs than they do in real life. So somebody who has very exaggerated features that you, you know, look well in an Instagram or in a photo photograph might not look normal in in real life. I mean, I remember at the time where there was so much flack about whether Renee Zellweger had had her eyes done. Do you remember? Actually, I had to interview her as a cover story for Vogue at that time. The first thing I addressed when I wrote the piece was how she looked up close because everybody was so obsessed with whether she'd had work done. So I um, I didn't say, by the way, did you have a facelift? But I had a very, very close look at her face, which is actually much more lined than mine. She has got quite lined skin. She's got those kind of like hooded Scandinavian eyes anyway. You know, what I yes. wrote on my piece for Vogue is like, whether she's done it or not done it, she looks great. It's not my place to ask her. I, I, I've never believed in being that kind of journalist. Having said that, I was in the car with her. We got into her, we got into her car. We'd met at an art gallery. And then we decided to go to the Beverly Hills Hotel to continue the interview. So we get into her kind of, she had a big old truck, actually. And we got into her truck and I looked into the back seat and I could see her exercise gear and it had a, like a sanitary pad resting on top of her exercise gear. I don't know if I've told you the story before. I probably have. And I I looked at the sanitary pad and I said, what do you, what, what do you have you, why do you have a sanitary pad like with your exercise gear? And she said, oh, I, for when I'm on the bike, you know, like for when I'm on the bike and I went, oh yeah, I'm totally incontinent as well. Right. I'm always wetting myself. And she just looked at me, she said, no, I don't wet myself. It's just for comfort, you know, like on the bike. bike." And I'm busy telling Renee Zellweger that I'm incontinent, but she had those hooded eyes and I was people who do write about it say that what she did was she should have had a process to reposition the brow and support the brow and the lid complex and that she'd done the wrong lift. So there are all sorts of different eye lifts that can be done, right? On, yeah. on hooded so, eyes. Yeah. So like, for instance, Renee Zellweger, I, I love her. And actually she did a series recently that I watched that I absolutely loved. I can't remember the name I bet of it. you love that where she was the femme fatale woman. Yes. Uh, always in a white, like mm. fitted dress. Yeah. Um, very you. She like, and Nicole Kidman, sort of that, that very, I mean, they, they call it very sexy eyes when you're young because it's quite hooded, but it means that the eyebrow kind of is a little bit lower. Even the lateral part of my brow, for instance, I can still put a full finger and I'm still not at the bone, but theirs is quite low. And so it becomes hooded very quickly. And if you have a little bit of dropping, even if my brows drop, they're always going to be relatively high. But when somebody who has low brows drops, then it kind of creates that hooding effect and she probably would have done better. Like that's somebody who a treatment like that would work really well on. Actually, when I first went to see Olivier Amar, we were talking about liposuction. And Olivier, who I've come to know, he did that. Um, he's the one we've been doing the fat transfer with and everything. Anyway, there he was kind of grabbing handfuls of me. And I was 
all ready to kind of embark on a kind of liposuction here and liposuction there. And, and I, my weight's yo-yoed my whole life. And he said to me, this isn't fat, this is skin. That was almost one of the most shocking moments I've had in all of the guinea pig, because I've always thought that things I don't like about myself, I could with discipline kind of rectify, you know, if I'm, if I'm overweight, I diet and I exercise and I kind of go back. If I do this, I can always go back. If I do the wrong hair color, I can go back. But when Olivier took a handful of my skin and said, this is just skin. And the only way really to get rid of this excess skin is to cut it. That's when I thought, oh my God, I can't fix, you know, I'm older. I've just, you know, I'm in my late fifties and, 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 and I'm human. And that's just the result of kind of, you know, yo-yo diets all my life. And wait again, it was a very interesting moment in the guinea pig for me. I had to go away, have a cream cake, calm myself down. Well, it might also have been like the only time you thought you could do something and it wasn't the right thing to do for that particular issue. Of course, there's always a treatment for everything. It's just a matter of what you, what you're, you're you see, you had different expectations. It all comes back to the expectations. You know, I've really loved almost simplifying my uh, beauty routine because I think I've learned so much. And because I wasn't a beauty journalist when we started this, I've really found the products and the kind of products that I like to use. And thanks to you, I have a much better routine. Obviously, I'm never not now cleansing my face. I feel like I do more by doing less, probably. That's good. It, I tell you what, from my kind of lockdown perspective, I'd like to come out. I'd like to literally drink a bottle of Profilo, if you don't mind. I'll just <laughs> neck it, stick it in a gin bottle with a straw. No, I want you to tell me what the exciting new treatments are out there that you want me to guinea pig for you. I can't wait to do like the nano um the nano fat um that's something that i'm really excited for for the fall i also think that body sculpting is going to be something that's more and more important and going away from like really curvy i feel like strong has been the new skinny for a long time but i really think it's it's uh or maybe it's my age range. I kind of feel like we all go through different, when you're younger, you're like lithe and long and, you know, you don't need much muscle mass to have beautiful skin. And then as you get older, if you don't maintain muscle mass, you kind of look like flabby and loose, which is not like the best option. And even then you still, even when you're, you have muscle, I think um, you, you do, but I think it's like trying to get better treatments for that skin laxity. I have a lot of, I mean, again, it might be my, my demographics because I am like my demographics, you know, middle-aged women who want to maintain themselves as best they can for as long. So I think more modality based modalities, like treatment modalities, like radio frequency and Althera, we're going to have better versions of them and combine them. And I think that's exciting too. So, but I mean, uh, I mean, I would say that for the, for the cost for the consumer of all the things that I tried, like all those sort of muscle building, fat busting, it's expensive. And I would say I saw zero really absolutely negligible results given what the consumer would be paying for those. And I think we'd be better off doing some sit-ups in the gym, as you say. I think that the whole kind of promise of body sculpting has got to be something more than going to going and strapping yourself to a machine three times. I just really never, ever felt the benefits or saw any difference. Not in my arms, not in my abdomen, especially if you carry, maybe if you're a very skinny toned person like you, 
But if you're a sort of size 12 to 14 average size, averagely fit woman or man, I would say unless you have a lot of disposable income and why not, I would say why bother for those machines. And believe me, yeah. no one wanted them to work more than I did. Yeah, I, I kind of think sometimes I, I, you might need to keep up with it. It's like you do it and then you have to really maintain it. I can just say that I would rather exercise. I would rather. Make you feel- I mean, honestly, join a gym. If you've got that much money to spend on strapping yourself to a machine in some way, somebody, some doctor's office, just to have your muscles tighten, join, join the gym. It's more fun. You might meet some new friends. And actually on the subject of that, one of the things that I really think has been fantastic that I've really learned in lockdown is that, you know, how much you can do for yourself. Like I go on to Zoom classes. I've got a kind of very good home gym routine. I don't feel like I can't do it unless I'm around a group of people. I think that it's like, I feel like I've taken more responsibility for my own fitness than I ever have because I've always sort of, I don't know, just the, the, the act of going to a class or going to a gym or going is part of the, the discipline. And actually I found that it's, I've got much more time in my day. I can get up, do my workout. I got those slides like you use because I have to do everything that you do and they're very effective. Those round slidey things. Um, and I really, I really like that I've kind of built and I, you know, I can go marching up the hills here. Let's talk about me, but I'd like to talk about my bladder actually, because that's something that's really been a journey on the guinea pig. I met the wonderful Tanya Adib who gave me radio frequency and PRP injections into around the urethra. The results were fantastic, but I would say the results lasted about eight to nine months. And so now things are not great again. I've got a little friend. She's four years old. I send her a picture every day when I go on my walk. So I send her my wee by the sea, I call it. So I'm always having to stop for a wee. So I sent her photographs of where I'm weeing from and my views. Okay, so yesterday she got wee by the tree. And I sent her pictures of all the lovely bluebells and the trees. And then I sent her wee by the sea. And yesterday, her mum sent me a, a little voice thing that she'd done saying, where do you think Fee, she calls me Fee from, Fee from Cornwall and London, she said, where do you think Fee did her wee today? And the little girl whose name is Astrid said, I think Fee did a wee in the bath. <laughs> I was laughing so much because I was listening to the message in the bath. Anyway, that's all I ever do is have to jump behind a bush to do a wee because my bladder's completely kind of gone again. And um and my first appointment when I'm when I'm out of this is actually not going to be for profilo or any beautifying things, but it's going to be to get those legs back in those straps in um, Tanya Adib surgery. And I think this time she's going to give me some ultrasound as well. What I would say is that never mind spending money on making your abdomen strong. Spend money on getting my bladder fixed. But did you also do that chair, which is like having... I did. I did the M-cell chair, which is a pelvic floor strengthener. Altogether, I would say all of it was very effective. So you would do the whole thing over again? Yeah, I would do the whole kit and caboodle again. I just want to say that these things are not cheap to do. I'd say that Tanya is a couple of thousand pounds worth of investment, all in all, include, and the chair on top is not cheap. I haven't got the exact prices, so you'd have to look them up. But I, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm a journalist and a lot of these things I get to try out. But there, if I could, I would definitely go retail on this. 
you know, I would spend the money because there is nothing more soul destroying than coughing and, and wetting yourself. There is just nothing for me. So um, that is something that I've learned a lot about thanks to the guinea pig. And at least I know I can go back and kind of renew. But it is something you have to keep up. Sadly, it's not something that you can just one-stop shop. No. Actually, I have to say I've enjoyed every one of our episodes. I find all of this fascinating, regardless if it's my subspecialty or not. One thing that quarantine has shown me is that if something makes you feel better, whether it's your hair color whether it's your nails getting, you know, being done or having a little profilo or Botox or whatever it is, it does a lot set one's self-esteem and how they feel about themselves, especially right now, because I, I, we're spending, you know, right now we're, we're recording this remotely from our own homes on a video conference call. And I think it's really interesting that I try not to look at the screen. That's why I look up. I look down. I can't stand looking at myself anymore and seeing all like the little things. I keep touching my nose because I want to have like a nose job or whatever. Things that make you feel better, no matter what they are, however small, one person small thing is another person's really big thing. Um, but all of them collectively really make an impact on how you feel about yourself. And actually, it can affect your whole entire outlook in a day. If you're looking at yourself and you look exhausted and you have dark circles, all the, you know, or you have like a scraggly neck or... Well, look you know, how you great have, you felt when you used the Josh Wood hair color. The hair, really gave yeah, you such a boost, didn't it? It did, because it was really just having something that brightened my, my face up a little bit and didn't, I mean, I already, I'm a pale person. I'm a pale yellow person. So, you know, having something like that, that just boosts, gives you a little boost is huge. So I I look forward to trying more things and seeing and learning about new things and, and just bringing them to people and, and talking about, you know, the risks and the benefits and, either you or me or both of us trying them out. I mean, I think it's it's always an evolution to be the best you you can. And it doesn't necessarily mean just what you can do to your face, but it's it's the whole body, it's the mind. For those of you who didn't read my completely, obviously brilliant piece in The Times last weekend about home tweakments, two things that really kind of struck me in that piece when I was researching it. One is the brilliant Dr. Raj Eve. Grover, who said that, you know, all of us who live on Zoom, you've got to remember that Zoom is completely distorting of the face. So what you see, it really, it really kind of exacerbates the nose, the chin, the front features of the face, your ears look smaller. It's not an accurate camera that's inside our um, laptop. He said he's never had such high demand for appointments for facelifts after lockdown as he has as a result of Zoom. That's been a huge problem for a lot of women who are looking at a distorted version of themselves. And the other point that I'd really like to make from that piece is that my good friend Julia Samuel, who's a brilliant psychologist, was saying, you know, the days of apologizing for wanting to look nice are long gone. If it gives you pleasure and you haven't gone mad with it, do it. If you feel good, do it. Just keep a check on yourself. You don't want to look like a freak, but you definitely can be your best self. Guys, we're really happy to have spent this last year with you talking about all the the little bits and bobs we've tried and seen. We look forward to sharing more with you in the fall. If there's anything that you're interested in, we're always listening, even if we're not on air right now. Our podcasts are, of course, still available, so please do listen to them, pass them 
come on, give us any suggestions, comments, reviews that you might have. And I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I at least have enjoyed making them. And I look forward to an even better season two. Like everybody else, I've had some really high days and some really low days. And it's been very nice to have the guinea pig as my kind of, you know, that's something that I've known is going to happen every week. And I kind of, I don't know, I really like it. I feel kind of engaged with with life and what's going on out there. So it's been a really nice thing to have and to hold close whilst we've been in all of this. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next season. Thank you. Bye, Fee. Bye, Mariam. The Guinea Pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialling a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 